This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week is in pediatrics and is titled Adolescent Use of Flavored Non-Tobacco Oral Nicotine Products. This study calculated prevalence of past six-month use of nicotine pouches, e-cigarettes, cigarettes, and other related products among high school students in Southern California. The study found that flavored non-tobacco oral nicotine products were the second most prevalent nicotine product used by adolescents and were disproportionately used by those with a history of nicotine use. Next is a study in health affairs titled Alcohol Attributable Deaths Help Drive Growing Socioeconomic Inequalities in U.S. Life Expectancy. This study examines causes of death to determine the extent to which alcohol-related diseases have contributed to so-called deaths of despair. After 2010, life expectancy declined among groups with education levels of high school or less, with increases in alcohol-related mortality as the principal cause. These findings are consistent with similar studies from Scandinavia and the United Kingdom. A new article in JAMA Network Open is titled Association of Maternal Tobacco Use During Pregnancy with Pre-Adolescent Brain Morphology Among Offspring. This study compared children with continued exposure to maternal smoking during pregnancy to those without and found that exposure was associated with smaller total brain volume, cerebral gray and white matter volume, and smaller surface area. Children exposed to maternal smoking only in the first trimester showed no differences in brain morphology compared to non-exposed children. Our next article in JAMA Network Open is titled Trends in Binge Drinking and Heavy Alcohol Consumption Among Pregnant Women in the U.S., 2011 to 2020. This study obtained data on alcohol consumption from the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System analyzing binge drinking, or more than four drinks per occasion, and heavy drinking, or more than eight drinks per week. The study found that binge drinking for pregnant women increased from 2.5% in 2011 to 6.1% in 2020, compared to a small decrease in non-pregnant women. Heavy drinking for pregnant women increased from 0.7% in 2011 to 3.2% in 2020, compared to a small increase in non-pregnant women. Next, we have an article in Lancet Psychiatry titled Racial and Ethnic Differences in Alcohol, Cannabis, and Illicit Substance Use Treatment. This systematic review studied randomized clinical trials of Black and Latinx adults with any non-nicotine substance use disorder. Significant differences in substance use outcome were found in all studies that evaluated baseline differences in social determinants. This review explains the need for optimization of randomized clinical trials to inform the design, delivery, and dissemination of treatment to historically excluded communities. A new study in clinical gastroenterology and hepatology is titled Geographic Density of Gastroenterologists is Associated with Decreased Mortality from Alcohol-Associated Liver Disease. In this study, multivariable linear regression was used to assess the association of state-level geographic density of gastroenterologists with alcohol-associated liver disease mortality, finding that geographic density was significantly associated with lower levels of disease mortality. 
the association appeared to peak at greater than or equal to 7.5 gastroenterologists per population of 100,000. Next is an article in Addiction Science and Clinical Practice titled Virtual Opioid Agonist Treatment, Alberta's Virtual Opioid Dependency Program and Outcomes. In this study, the authors evaluate the Virtual Opioid Dependency Program, which utilized Alberta Health Services telehealth technology to deliver treatment to clients at health service sites closest to their homes. The study found that retention in treatment was positive, with 90% still in treatment at 6 months and 53% in treatment at 12 months. Our final article, In Hospital Substance Use Policies, An Opportunity to Advance Equity, Reduce Stigma, and Offer Evidence-Based Addiction Care, is in the Journal of Addiction Medicine. Significant numbers of patients with substance use disorders will continue to use substances during hospitalization, often to avoid withdrawal, undertreated pain, psychological stressors, and stigma. Response to these events in hospitals is often punitive, often resulting in poor outcomes such as patient-directed discharges, readmission, and death. In this commentary, the authors make recommendations for changes in hospital substance use policies. The recommendations include addressing issues that often lead to use and include methods such as adequate pain control, treatment of withdrawal, and addiction consult services. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.